The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VCMV Sports Betting Network. And as we prepare for week nine in the NFL, which will get kicked off with Thursday night football from Indianapolis, the Colts hosting the New York Jets, a major story in the NFL. A likely MVP candidate, a seven and one team, now without their quarterback as Aaron Rodgers tests positive for COVID, and he will miss Sunday's game against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs opened up as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and everyone rushed to the window to place their bets on the Packers, moving the line to a pick'em. But then, with the news that Aaron Rodgers will miss this game, And Jordan Love will get his chance to start. The spread has shot up to seven and a half. The Kansas City Chiefs laying seven and a half against the Green Bay Packers. We just saw the Packers as a six and a half point underdog win outright against the Arizona Cardinals, but that was with Aaron Rodgers. Now, can they do the same without one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? Honestly, call me crazy, but I feel like it's too many points. And I actually like the Packers at seven and a half here. Uh, Jordan Love is going to get his opportunity. And we haven't seen much from Jordan Love besides preseason action, really. But this kid was drafted high enough that the organization believes in him. And I kind of think back to where we were this offseason, where Aaron Rodgers, his status was up in the air. There was a lot of uncertainty as to whether or not he would even play this season. Would he retire? Does he want out of Green Bay? Is he going to host Jeopardy? There was a lot of questions about Aaron Rodgers' future. And we saw the Packers' odds to win the NFC North go down. The Vikings at one point became the favorite, and I just laughed at that. And looking back, it seems really silly now. But Aaron Rodgers is back. And in week one, 
they looked terrible. He didn't play at all in the preseason. They were coming off of all that drama in the offseason, and they got stumped by the New Orleans Saints, a game that was played in Jacksonville because of the hurricane in New Orleans. Since then, this team has been perfect. The Green Bay Packers have rolled off seven straight wins and are in first place in the NFC North and are legit Super Bowl contenders. But I wonder if they're still part of this team, perhaps still part of Jordan Love, that thinks, what if? That wonders, can this team survive without Aaron Rodgers? Now, he's great. Don't get me wrong. He is great. But Jordan Love was drafted to be the quarterback of this organization's future. And if Aaron Rodgers decided to retire this offseason then Jordan Love was going to be the quarterback. I wonder how motivated he is to prove that he can get the job done. And I wonder how motivated the rest of this team is to prove that they can win and it's not all about Aaron Rodgers. Because maybe there was a part of this team that was a little bothered by the conversations that surrounded the Packers in the wake of the Aaron Rodgers uncertainty. And what I mean by that is everyone seemed to write them off. As I mentioned, the Packers were removed as favorites in the NFC North. The Vikings were the favorite to win that division. And everyone just assumed that without Aaron Rodgers, this was not going to be a competitive football team, that they didn't deserve to be favored in their division. I wonder if there's a chip on some of these players' shoulders to go out there and prove that even without Aaron Rodgers, they can still win. And let's not forget, the Kansas City Chiefs are just an average football team. They're not that good. Well, I don't want to say that. They're not that great. They're certainly not the Packers, not the Chiefs that we've grown accustomed to seeing over the past several years. Their defense can be very, very porous. And they're 2-6 and six against the spread this season. Packers, meanwhile, 6-1-1 one one against the spread. The Packers have their running game going with A.J. Dillon becoming a bigger part of this offense. We saw that in the game against the Cardinals. And I'm just I'm just under the belief that 7.5 is too many points. This is too much of an overreaction. And I think I'm going to play the Packers. And maybe there's even a, a teaser piece that the Packers can be teased up. But I just think that this is this is an overreaction to Aaron Rodgers being out, and I could absolutely see the Packers being much more competitive in this game than uh, people are giving them credit for. And how about Jordan Love? Remember last week there was that better in New Jersey that had the ticket on Mike White to lead the league in passing? Well, I wonder how many people are going to bet on Jordan Love to lead the league in passing this week in his first start against a bad defense in Kansas City. Uh, the one hesitation, though, is that this team could rely on A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones and that rushing attack and try and limit the offensive possessions for the Kansas City Chiefs and try and win the game that way and not put it all on Jordan Love's shoulders. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, the other story that I was following in the NFL is with the Cleveland Browns. And if you haven't heard what's going on here, um, Odell Beckham Jr.'s father, Odell Beckham Sr., had posted a video online about uh, showing that Baker doesn't want to throw to OBJ and whatever. 
uh, OBJ, there was rumors that he was going to be traded. And, well, he wasn't traded, but maybe he could be released. There has been uh, rumors and reports that Odell Beckham Jr. might have played his final game with the Browns. That his reps are actively involved in discussions with the front office of the Cleveland Browns trying to figure out if he's going to be out of there. He was absent from practice on Wednesday. He was excused from practice. And listening to Baker Mayfield's comments, this is just a bad situation in Cleveland. And there's you know, no surprise because I've always felt that there was eventually going to be distractions with this Cleveland Browns team with the collection of personalities that they have. And, well, it seems like drama is just following the Cleveland Browns. And I've already decided that I'm going to be on the Bengals this Sunday. That Cincinnati, coming off the loss against the Jets, people are somewhat down on them. I think they get up for this game against Cleveland at home. And I think the Browns, who are banged up, Baker's not 100%, they're without their starting tackle, Jack Conklin, and I just think that there's too many distractions around this Cleveland Browns team. Too much stuff going on that is uh, not focused on playing winning football. And I could see the Bengals bouncing back from that loss, playing solid football at home, and beating this Browns team and sending Cleveland to a 4-5 and five record and keeping Cleveland in last place in the AFC North. A lot going on with this Browns team, and it's none of it is good. Absolutely none of it is good. So I think the Packers are worth a look as the line could be an overreaction. And I think the Bengals are worth a look as I think that this Browns team is just dealing with too many distractions, too many injuries, and I just don't like anything that I'm hearing coming out of Cleveland. Nothing about the press con- nothing in the press conferences giving any confidence, anything like that. Uh, it's just not a um, not a good spot to back the Cleveland Browns as a road underdog going into Cincinnati. I do like the Bengals in this spot, especially at under a field goal. So that's going to be a look for me coming up here on Sunday. Uh, I have looks in college ba- college football, excuse me, that I have that I have pretty much finalized. There's some more that I do want to get into, but we got plenty of discussion ongoing here in the NFL, in the NBA. James Alberino will join me at the bottom of the hour. Adam Burke will join me on the show, and Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com as well. As we get into everything you need to prepare for coming up the rest of this week and this weekend. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zin Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zyn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I've circled a bunch of spots in the college football card for this coming weekend, and I went over all of the circled spots pretty much on uh, yesterday's show. Um, the circled spots that I had, again, these are not official plays. Well, some of them are, but these were the circled spots. This was like, at first glance, this is what I did. Purdue, Liberty, Wake Forest, Cincinnati, Arkansas, Houston, Memphis, UCF, Utah, and Appalachian State. Uh, I've locked in one pick. I'm pretty confident about this one. It's going to be Liberty plus 10 over Ole Miss. And a couple of reasons why I like this. First of all, I bet Liberty a lot this season. Uh, They've burned me at times, and they've come through for me at times. I like Liberty in this matchup because Ole Miss is coming off a loss to Auburn. A loss that crushes their hopes to make it to the SEC championship game. Because they still had a hope. Even with the loss to Alabama, if they would have beaten Auburn, then all they would need is for Auburn to beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl and Ole Miss would get in. But at 3-2 and two in the conference, it's just not happening anymore. Because... If Alabama loses to Auburn, Auburn's in. And if Alabama beats Auburn, Alabama's in. There's just no way for them to get into the SEC championship game. So their hopes were crushed last week. They've also just gone through the grind that is the SEC schedule. They played against Alabama in a very emotional game. And they lost. Lane Kiffin going for it on fourth downs and get your popcorn ready and all that stuff. They then play a ridiculous game against Arkansas that they win 52-51 when Arkansas decides to go for two at the end and the win. That game took a lot of emotions out of them. They then go to Neyland Stadium to play against Tennessee in a game where 
Uh, stuff is being thrown at Lane Kiffin when he was walking off the field. Bunch of, just a lot of emotions there. And then a win against LSU last week. Uh, two weeks ago. And then the loss to Auburn. The break in the SEC schedule is usually made, is usually for cupcake games. You know, Charleston Southerns, Mercer. You know, it's just teams that you're going to blow out, right? But here, Ole Miss takes on Liberty. I, I don't want to sound insulting, but I don't think that half the players on Ole Miss's team know where Liberty is located. It's in Virginia, by the way. I don't think they even know. Liberty's not in a conference. They're an independent. So these players probably look at this school and they're like, huh? What? Oh, yeah, we're playing Liberty this weekend. Whatever. We got Texas A&M next weekend. That's the game we got to get up for. It's very easy to see these players lose focus this week after having their guts punched last week and now preparing for a primetime game next week against Texas A&M at home where you know the crowd's going to go crazy. I don't think that the stadium is going to be that full for an early kickoff on Saturday against Liberty. Now, on the other side of things, Liberty comes in with an incredible record over the last two years covering spreads. They're 7-2 and two this year, with the only losses being the game at Syracuse where they actually scored a touchdown to take the lead, but it was called back because the receiver stepped out of bounds. And then Malik Willis gets sacked and fumbles for the first time this season, by the way. Fumbled, and Syracuse held on to the football and kicked the game-winning field goal. And then the inexcusable loss to UL Monroe. I don't even know what to say about that game. But Malik Willis has been the talk of college football for a while now. And I believe that Malik Willis going into this game, might play with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because there was a time where Malik Willis was being considered for the Heisman Trophy, but he's nowhere in consideration anymore. And Matt Corral, the quarterback of Ole Miss, is the one that's under consideration. Matt Corral has thrown for 15 touchdowns. Malik Willis has thrown for 21 touchdowns. Matt Corral has rushed for 10 touchdowns. That's a a lot this season. That's more so than, you know, he's normally done. So kudos to him, Matt Corral, having a good season. Rushing the football. Malik Willis this season has rushed for nine touchdowns. So you have nine touchdowns versus ten touchdowns. Corral beats him by one. You have 21 touchdowns passing for Willis to 15 for Corral. So Willis beats him by Six touchdowns there. And Corral's only thrown two interceptions. Willis has thrown six interceptions. But Corral is your third favorite, or fourth favorite, excuse me, for the Heisman Trophy at plus 550. And Malik Willis is plus 13,000. All the way down, down, down in the non-consideration list. I, I don't know about you, but... I would be a little, I don't want to say, maybe insulted's not the right word, but I would certainly be 
very, very uh, motivated to go into Oxford and outplay the darling that is Matt Corral. Right? So that I can be Malik Willis and say, look, I've thrown for more touchdowns than you. Um, my team's 7-2, and two, your team's 6-2, and two, yet no one's talking about me, everyone's talking about you. I think there's going to be a little motivation there. And now the motivation of the head coach. Hugh Freeze, coach at Ole Miss for some time, got fired. Obviously, he had his own off-the-field situations that led to his firing. But this is his first game back in Oxford. And you know this game means something for him. You know he wants to win in Oxford. He's done such a great job at Liberty building that program up. And you know he wants to go into Ole Miss and win this game. You know that. So I think the team is going to rally around him. I think the team's going to fight for him. And I think this is a much closer game than a 9.5 to 10-point spread. And so I absolutely believe that this is going to be a, uh, a, a, a close game, and I'm gladly going to take the points. Gladly going to take the points. Oh, and when Malik Willis was at Auburn, he was a backup. But he played against Ole Miss one time. Didn't see the field, but I don't think he's going to be intimidated by these Rebels. Let's talk a little NFL and NBA coming up next with James Alberino. You follow him on Twitter at Spread Investor. You follow me at Scott's On Air. It's the look ahead on VSIN. VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN midseason football special is here. For only $99, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in depth data and analysis on vsin.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of this football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. And let's welcome in now, good friend of the program, James Alberino, joins me weekly here on the look ahead. You follow him on Twitter at Spread Investor. And James, let's start in the NFL where the big news is obviously Aaron Rodgers not going to play because he has tested positive for COVID. The line, which opened up as Chiefs minus two and a half and then went down to a pick now up to Chiefs laying seven and a half. Is this a little bit too much in this game? It is, and we all watched Monday Night Football, and we watched Daniel Jones and the Giants compete with the Chiefs. So if the Giants are able to stay competitive with the Chiefs, then the law of transitive property says the, the Packers should be able to, right? Um, yeah, the, the Chiefs defense, like, people just keep trying to make cases for backing the Chiefs and just gets to a point where you got to accept certain things and that this team is not what they were. So you take away the red and white and the Kansas City Chiefs jersey, this team is as average as it gets. Let's not even call them average. They're not a – I think they're below average – because of how bad their defense is at this mm. point. So combine that with the turnovers and everything else, Green Bay is a play, and this is unprecedented. It's, it's funny how how many people reacted on Twitter. When was the last time you saw a star quarterback like Aaron Rodgers get ruled out randomly, unexpectedly, and so many average betters come together and say, yep, Green Bay is the right side once the line flipped to above a touchdown. It's usually the opposite effect where everyone's saying, all right, we're going to stay away from this game. So it shows you how far um, or, or how, how far Kansas City has dropped for every then, everybody then to buy in on the other side right after the news. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some other teams that we have circled here. Um, the New England Patriots last week were a play-on team uh, going to L.A. to take on the Chargers. They win outright. 
Now they have to go on the road to take on the Carolina Panthers. Are you uh, are you bothered by the road chalk status, or you're just still comfortable taking the Patriots? Usually I don't like taking a team that goes from a dog to a favorite and, and flipping roles. It's kind of tough, but the Patriots handled the, the road favorite role well. They, they killed the Jets, and then when they played them home again as a, as a big favorite, they, they pummeled them again. So they don't have a they don't struggle with, with changing roles. It makes sense. Rookie quarterback, disciplined team. Yeah, you know, we were both high on the Patriots coming into last week and they had two really close losses that they both could have won. The Cowboys lost, the Tampa Bay lost, that Sunday night football. So this was a team that the three and four schedule wasn't a true three and four. It could have been five and two. But now they have a big win. They get over the hump. They're four and four now. They come into Carolina with a lot of momentum. Christian McCaffrey, yes, he might play, but the real overarching factor is that Carolina's offensive line has been terrible. Bill Belichick dominated Sam Darnold. Everyone remembers that game when he was with the Jets. And more of the same, really. Carolina just got pummeled versus the Giants last week. So what confidence do we have really in this Mm -hmm. game on them? Yeah, I would agree. Talking to James Alberino, you follow him on Twitter at Spread Investor. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's a look ahead here on Beeson, the sports betting network. Give me another team that you have circled here for this Sunday card, James. Well, I'm looking at the Chargers again and staying with that, that Chargers Patriots game, playing off of that. Chargers now, you get them off of two losses and could be getting some pretty good value here because if the Chargers had beaten the Patriots, and the Eagles didn't just win 44-6 to over the Lions, this line would have had to have been three, maybe even three and a half. You know, we went three, four weeks ago, especially that Monday night football game when the Chargers really took it to, to the Raiders and blew them out. This game was being played a couple of weeks ago. The Chargers would be more expensive. The Chargers' weakness has been their run defense the entire year. You don't really have to worry about that with the Eagles. Eagles are not a well-coached team. And this is funny. It always is a, is a sign with a, with a bad team. This is common in basketball, too. Bad teams tend to blow out every once in a while another bad team mm-hmm. and then lose every game that they have a shot at. And that's the Eagles. They blew out the Falcons week one. Oh, look at Sirianni. He could call plays, and everyone doubted him with the, the puppy voice in his press conference. They stink for the next seven weeks, and then they blow out the Lions last week. So... I really think this is us getting some nice value because Eagles just won by 38 points, and it was a terrible team. Yeah, that's a great point there. Uh, Talk to me about the Browns-Bengals game because, uh, I'll be honest, I think everything that's going on with Cleveland, with Odell Beckham Jr., and and everyone have to answer questions about it. He was excused from practice on Wednesday. Uh, His agents are trying to find a way to get him off that team. And... uh, they're still banged up. Baker's still banged up. Conklin's out. And this is just, to me, too many distractions. I know the Bengals lost to the Jets last week, but maybe this is a good buy-low spot on the Bengals. What do you think? Yeah, I I agree with you. Tennessee both sides were definitely big big distraction. They got to deal with it. As the week goes on, does it become more of a fuel that this guy wants off the team? I don't really have a great read on it, to be honest, so I'm not going to get on here and, and take a definitive stance and say, oh, no, this this is this is how it's going to play out. Um, I would lean the Bengals, yes. Bounce back spot off of just an ugly, predictable loss. Predictable. Mm-hmm. If you had the Bengals in Survivor last week, you obviously shouldn't have deserved to lose. The, the call at the end was terrible, but, I mean, you you took a team – in one of the worst scheduling situation spots in NFL history. The Bengals haven't had a win like that, like to beat the Ravens by 25 in, in a really, really long time. Um, and now you're going to get them you know, having to re- re- rebound and, and come back from that spot. So um, I really want to see how pref- press conferences, what they sound like out of Cleveland over the next couple of days. Let's see from this point, it's only Wednesday. Let's see Thursday, Friday, what they sound like, how focused these guys are, and how the rest of the prep week goes. Any read on the Giants at home against the Raiders? That's another one, man. The Raiders, you talk about distractions. My goodness. Hmm. 
Um, very, very sad state. That's another story with Henry Ruggs and, and his decision. Um, tough. You know, the, the Raiders have won a couple of road games this year and in a couple of big spots. I would lean Raiders just because they're still the better team and Giants really on Monday and what they did last week didn't really change much. If anything, tough because the Giants really could have had that game on Monday and even though it's first the Chiefs, they blew it. So my lean here would be the Raiders. All right, James, I'm so down on the Minnesota Vikings. Last week, you're playing against the Cowboys team with Cooper Rush at quarterback. You're at home in prime time. You got to win that football game. And you had a lead up until the final minute of the game. You have to win that football game. I'm so down on this team. The Ravens coming off a bye. Uh, I think they might smell blood in the water. Uh, I think this is a Ravens blowout. Am I crazy here? I don't like the spot because I, I think you're getting the worst of the number right after that reaction. Like if I, I, I wouldn't touch Minnesota at all. So yes, obviously agree with you as as there's probably 97 percent of the country. Right yeah. Now, but um, I don't love it at that number. Like I just I don't. If if Minnesota played a better game on Sunday, this line wouldn't be close to six. It would be. You know, probably closer to the three and a half, four range. Mm-hmm. I don't like playing. I, I think this is the one where we probably disagree on the situation, or or at least the line value standpoint. Like this is where we're getting the bad news right now. Sunday night, it's smack right in front of everyone's face. And then on the open, look, sharp money hit it from six. They they got they grabbed the key number, took it down to five and a half immediately. So at the very least, you have you have some professional money in on that side early at the least. Um, oh. Maybe a teaser spot. Teaser spot, yes, absolutely, and then and then take the Rams down, uh, and and get them to one and a half and one and a half in that game. Yeah, the Rams they can't lose to this Titans team, right? We touched on it briefly. The only way they do is if they're thinking Super Bowl already, because Von Miller's on the airplane on his way to L.A. <laughs> if they're overlooking Tennessee, then anything can happen. I would say that's the one risk. Um, yeah, matchup wise, matchup wise, they shouldn't. Yeah, uh, James, uh, coming up uh, next segment. Let's get into the NBA, okay? Because I want to ask you about the Knicks and the Nets. They were both in action on Wednesday night, and then ask you um, your feels throughout the first couple of weeks in the NBA season, okay, bud? Yeah, got a good underdog that's been hitting too. I'll, I'll share that. Oh, awesome! There he is. He's James Alberino. He's a great sports handicapper. You follow him on Twitter at Spread Investor. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow me at Scott's On Air. We'll get into the NBA coming up next. We'll find out who that great underdog is that James is on, James is on and so much more. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up this weekend, and VSIM will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on-location updates for all the action. Visit vsin.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. That's vsin.com slash SBNC. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's The Look Ahead here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, rejoined now by James Alberino. You follow him on Twitter, at Spread Investor. James, let's get into the NBA, and uh, let's talk about some New York teams here. The Knicks and the Nets were both in action on Wednesday night. Knicks lose in Indiana to the Pacers, 111-98, and the Nets covering, beating the Hawks, 117-108. What's been your assessment so far through this early portion of the season on both New York teams? Well, the Knicks are good. The Knicks have been playing better ball than the Nets. The Nets are still going to take a little bit of time to get going. The Nets have been playing better the last couple of games. They clicked tonight in the second half. They got a lot of scoring out of Joe Harris tonight. He started six of seven, his first seven threes. They're really going to need that because outside of Harden, Duran, and Patty Mills, the scoring drop-off is is really significant. The the Nets are going to have to win with defense. Their bench is thin, and they could go up against teams that, that have less star power, but can go nine or ten man deep in a rotation and and lose, you know beat the Nets with the second unit. Um, keep an eye just on the Nets. They're they got a little bit of an easy schedule, so I don't see any big opportunities. The, the lines might be a little bit high for the next couple of games. They got Detroit mixed in there, um, but definitely trending in a, in a better direction. James Harden looked a lot better in the second half than the first half, and then the Knicks. The Knicks. Tough spot for them tonight versus the Pacers. The Pacers are getting healthy. Karis LeVert played tonight. The Knicks, their thing, look, they play hard every single night with the exception of that game versus Orlando when they played them in the back-to-back rematch. They're going to give you very, very good defense every night. Both three-point, they'll deny the three-point line. Mitchell Robinson, the bigs will, will help inside. Nerland's Noel came back tonight. That's big for the Knicks off the bench. It's a really good front court now because you have Noel coming off the bench with Robinson starting, Randall inside. There's a lot of length, and then you throw in R.J. Barrett. You, know, you don't consider him a big, but it's, he's got a ton of length for a guy that covers wings and slashers. He played well tonight, 23. The problem with the Knicks, and this is going to be a little bit more versus good teams when they step up in classes, there's, just, there's not enough movement sometimes on offense. It's a lot of isolation ball, and as great as Randall and Fournier play and and Rosie does well off the bench, consistently scoring around 17, 20 points. There's not a, as much off-the-ball movement, whereas you look at a team like the Miami Heat when they played the Nets last week or, or when they played the Mavs last night on TNT, the Heat move off the ball. Their screens are off the ball. They're, they're setting up Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, getting those guys shots and running them in actions when they don't have the ball. That's something that the Knicks, that hurt them last year versus the Hawks. Julius Randle holds the ball too much. Um, going forward this week, the next couple of games, the Knicks have the Cavs on Monday, Milwaukee on Friday. I have that game circled. Milwaukee's going through a ton of injuries right now. Chris Middleton's in the COVID protocol. Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday have still been hurt. See where that line opens and where the injuries end up for the Bucks. because if the Knicks are getting points in Milwaukee with all those injuries, you have to look at it for sure, and it's a good bounce-back spot. The Knicks are coming off two losses right now, but the two losses, no real need to panic. It's just a uh, you know, couple of tough spots in tonight in Indiana. Yeah, and I could see it being a, a bounce-back spot because they, they're going to get up for that game. You know, They're playing against the NBA champs, and they're going to want to test their medal. So I can absolutely see them getting up for that game, uh, regardless of who's on the floor for Milwaukee. 
Uh, speaking of underdogs, James, uh, who's a good underdog team so far that you uh, are going to be playing on moving forward here? Keep an eye on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and it sounds crazy to say that, but they, have an, as an underdog, have been very, very good. They're 6-1 and one against the spread their last seven games, all as underdogs. Last week, they beat the Clippers, Denver. They won at Charlotte. Tonight, they just beat Portland. And, you know, Cleveland's not a sexy name. That's funny. I'm thinking of the Joakim Noah. It was just Joakim Noah in Chicago, that line when he says, I don't know anyone that ever says we're going on vacation in Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) But this team, Evan Mobley, they, they drafted Evan Mobley out of USC. Uh, I watched a lot of him in the, in the Pac-12. The guy erases a lot of interior shots. He's a very good rim protector, and you have him next to Jared Allen. That's two seven-footers who are really tough to score on. They have Colin Sexton, who could control the game, good with the ball in his hands. And then the bench with Ricky Rubio and Kevin Love, yeah, those, those guys are past their primes, but you have them coming off the bench, pretty good bench. All in all, look, this isn't, isn't a great team, but they're catching eight, nine, nine and a half a lot of nights. And and when you combine that with the fact that their defense is good and they're holding teams to a lot under 110 points, getting eight points, nine points is very attractive. So keep an eye out for them and, and their schedule coming up as I'm pulling it up here. Oh, they, they got Toronto next this weekend. I like that spot. Toronto's offense has, has been up and down. They don't have a, a consistent identity yet. They're still trying to figure it out as they've moved on from Kyle Lowry. So keep it on there. And then they play the Wizards early next week as well. And as surprising and, and good as, as the Wizards have been, they have no interior defense whatsoever. They get beaten the paint a ton. And that's a game where matchup-wise, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen can take advantage inside. Any uh, future picks that you have uh, out there? Anything that you're looking at in the futures market right now? Yeah, and, and a team that, if you've been riding our, our plays, the Miami Heat, I love them. I think they're the best team in the East right now, especially with the, the Nets without Kyrie and the Bucks with all their injuries. But when it all is said and done, with a fully healthy East, I still see a path where the Heat can come out of here. Just roster-wise, adding Kyle Lowry, adding P.J. Tucker, very, very good key pieces. Then you throw in the fact that P.J. Tucker has a chip on his shoulder that Milwaukee basically let him walk right after he, he was the difference maker in helping them win the finals. You have Bam and Jimmy that just got swept in a, in a tough year with a short offseason coming into the year. This was plus 2,700 coming into the season. It's down now more in the plus 1,600 range. So that tells you how impressive the Heat have been. But that being said, I still think it's a good ticket and it's worth the value. When, when the Nets get Kyrie back, this is a very unpopular take, but the Heat can beat them. Not because the Heat have a better first three than those guys, but the Heat have an incredible defense. P.J. Tucker, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Kyle Lowry, not a lot of teams are going to want to face those four guys. And the Nets don't have that type of defense. They got Kyrie, who you don't, he doesn't scare you on defense. And the Nets' second unit would get pummeled by Miami's second unit. And... Any other questions about this Miami Heat team, just look at their spreads, what they've been laying or what they've been catching and how much they're covering the spread by. It tells you how much the market's been off on them, and it's directly related to last year, them having a down season with a short off season. Everyone's saying Tyler Hero's trash. What happened to this team? Then they got swept by the Bucks, and all of a sudden people forget that 12 months ago they were in the NBA Finals versus the Lakers. You combine that, all the emotion. I love the Heat on this ticket. I wouldn't even bet them to win the East. It's a shorter price, obviously, but it's a significantly shorter price, too much. Bet them to win the finals, and if they get there, then you have hedge opportunities, obviously. Do you uh, have a play on the Heat for Thursday night? For Thursday night, the spread's too high. They're laying 7.5 versus the Celtics, and the Celtics, if you bet them at all in the last seven days, have given you uh, the starting. development of an ulcer they can't hold leads and they're terrible and you don't want to bet on them but seven and a half 
I'm not looking to lay that with the Heat. Tomorrow's NBA board, unfortunately, is very ugly. There's only five games. I don't love it. I would say the Heat team total over is probably a better play. It's going to be in around the 111 range. And those team total overs have been a little bit too low. They've been, they've been getting into the 120s and, and higher the last couple of games. All right, we'll keep an eye out for that. He's James Alberino. You follow him on Twitter, at Spread Investor, and he joins me each and every week here on VSIN. Thanks so much, James. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks as always, bud. There he is. Uh, great guest. Love talking uh, not just the NFL, but also NBA. As, uh, does a great job handicapping both. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, I'll talk about a couple of other college football spots that I have circled for this coming weekend and another pick that I have settled on. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. Follow us all at VSIN Live. It's the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.